Forwards. Three forwards. Mm -hmm. One right winger, one centre, one left winger. John Donovan. Mm -hmm. Who are you going to nominate first? What position are we starting with, guys? You're the, you're the question we will, master. We what will do you... start with a right winger. Uh, right winger. Um, my nomination is Andrew Lord. Um, I think people talk about Andrew Lord the coach now and you forget Andrew Lord the player I put him we, we talk about Debian a lot at Sheffield um, who, who you know we, we spoke about and was he going to get onto the, the line that, that could have played for the Devils I think he was probably the closest who, who didn't get in um, and I think Andrew Lord was that sort of player he could do the rough tough things he could score goals um, but you know Andrew Lord for me I remember saying it in commentary a lot when, when the Devils needed a spark it usually came from Andrew Lord um, so you, know, you try and get a balance on a line and I don't think there's been meta, ben, many better power forwards um, for the Cardiff Devils in their whole history than Andrew Lord certainly this decade so he would also be my captain on this team um, so yeah Andrew Lord would be my right winger he's also my right winger <laughs> on my okay. list okay. as well and I think it's because there was um, there was I think the reason we were doing this episode there was all that thing about moments of the decade going around on Twitter mm -hmm. and I think Franny you nominated his goal I against did. Coventry the the, uh, the yeah the penalty penalty and I forgot about with, it like, on yeah. the buzzer wasn't it yeah. that, that was the Challenge Cup semi-final semi yeah. through, yeah. through yeah. to the Sheffield final yes yeah, it, was. it was Yeah. so my girlfriend had never mm. seen this goal before because she hadn't started following hockey at the time, so she'd seen all these nominations of it. Yeah. So I went and found it. Yeah. I forgot how good it was. That was great. I, I was celebrating it as much as I did at the yeah. time, watching it back. Because yeah. It just seemed so quintessentially Andrew Lord. I'm going to beat the clock almost. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to just beat the goalie. I need to beat the clock. Score the last goal in his last ever game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah that's that, one that, of my yeah. top five yeah. moments. Yeah. Definitely. And you talk about you celebrating the goal. There's oh. know, probably someone <laughs> that. You know, celebrated better than anyone yeah. was, was Andrew Lord. Yeah, yeah. When you think of Andrew Lord. The, the the one word that springs to mind is passion. Absolutely, isn't yeah. it? And it, you can see it in the way he played. Um, we don't do it so much these days, but definitely BBT days. Mm -hmm. We used to always start with that the big yeah. physical <laughs> line. Yes. Sometimes we you know start with Bachi up on the mm -hmm. wing, even when he was a forward. Yeah. Um, it would be uh, Lordo on, yeah. the, you know, on the other wing. We'd get the puck deep make a hit yeah building goes nuts and set a tone set sets a tone and look at our home record yeah you know and he was a massive part of that so yeah um and, and that's the thing about lordo yes he was a physical player but also a very smart player mm -hmm. we know how studious he is as a coach but then that came through in his yeah in his playing as well um i, I told it before that when lordo was player coach for the first year um, you know, I told him, be prepared for your points total mm -hmm. to half. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you're going to be coaching the team. Yeah. You're going to be, you know, probably playing down the lines. You're going to be, yeah. you know, and that was the intention was that he was going to play third line. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, that line with him, Marty and Mo yeah. comes together, which is the best line in the league. And nobody saw that coming. No. And, uh, you know, he ends up a point a game in his first ever season as a yeah. player coach while guiding us to uh, a trophy Absolutely. You know, and a, a very, very near miss yeah. at the league title. Two big things for me as well. Underrated face-off guy. He used to take a lot of face-offs, yeah, yeah, I think, in, in yeah. uh, the circle but on, yeah, on he, power he would, plays. He would take control, wouldn't he? Yeah. You'd go out there and say, I got this one, yeah. and he'd win it. 
Um, and of course, you've got to talk about it. So I remember us interviewing him, and I think it, you know before we, when the camera was being set up, and that he was talking about the fact that he just likes fighting, uh, yeah. and, and he would yeah. fight every night if he could. Yeah. Of course, he, he he doesn't and couldn't as a coach. But you although know, he think, did fight someone in preseason against Nottingham he, once, just yeah, I just love that as a sort of set the tone. Yeah, like. just to set the tone, and and I think that iconic moment of I don't have nothing against Kevin Noble, but that <laughs> iconic moment of that fight against Plenty Kevin have. Noble, <laughs> plenty have. Um, but I I think you know that's that's a fight everybody remembers. The, the one fight I distinctly remember about Noble was against Jonathan Phillips. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a, a to and fro way kind of not expected to battle for the league but we are mm-hmm. and this is quite a big game in the big route towards the end of the season and there's a bit of penalty trouble and this Lord <laughs> Phillips stood by the box trying to yeah they, they were both doing the sort of the captain's yeah, role yeah. like trying to hear what was going on and then and I, I don't know whether one of them had said something like untoward or the other took advantage of but yeah. the next thing you know and I just love that because there's two guys who I massively respect uh, hugely and I think what I, I think I remember saying at the time don't throw them out because they both got game penalty because yeah. the whistle had gone. So yeah. technically, it was a fight after the whistle in which yeah. case they were thrown out. But I was like, oh, have some yeah. sympathy for the I both have of some them. Empathy for the game. You know, as yeah, well. I, you know those guys are doing it yeah. because they both want to get just a little extra edge yeah. in, in that Absolutely. contest. And that, yeah, that always stuck with me. That I think because it was Jonathan Phillips. If it had been anyone else, I, I don't think it would have stuck with me. Yeah. But I think they're very similar characters. Absolutely. Heart of the sleeve guys. Yeah. Heart of the sleeve guys. And, and we've talked about the, the, that first Challenge Cup final in Sheffield a lot in terms of Ben Bounds making yeah. his mark, the Devils winning that trophy. Unless we forget the guy who scored the first goal. The first goal was Andrew Lord. So yeah. that, that was a big goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice in the high slot. And um, yeah, you know, I think people know how much time I've got for Andrew Lord and, and being grateful enough to be in his company a few times uh, but you tend to forget what a good player he was um, and he could have and, and I no disrespect to was it Frank Doyle who left under under understandable conditions Lordo didn't and he stayed during mm-hmm. a difficult season and then continued to stay yeah. so again fully fully respect the character of that man Okay, who was your right winger Okay, so for the, for the record, I'm not saying that I don't want Andrew Lowe <laughs> on okay. our lineup, yeah. but in the interest of debate and discussion, Indeed. I'm going to throw another right winger name up there. Yeah, and it is John Pelly. Wow, John Pelly, yeah. 55 goals. Yeah, out and out goal scorer. 55 goals. Every every side needs a goal scorer. They do. Every side needs somebody that can score from nothing or somebody. That's got that gift. What he, he never scored any spectacular goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can look at the players he was with. He was with Max and he was with Matska, and you know, Matska you mm-hmm. know, always spoke about how he just said, "Look, just go get, get up and I'll, yeah. I'll go to the back door. I'll give you a puck." <laughs> but I remember when I first um, saw Pals, and we, you know, we did talk about, talk about it before. He had that oversized shirt on. Yeah, you know, he looked even smaller than, than mm-hmm. he was. And I just thought, oh my God, we play in, you know, in that small ice pad, uh, in a physical league, this isn't going to end well. Um, <laughs> but then that first game, I just thought, oh, Puck seems to end on his stick yeah. an awful lot. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's getting the bounces tonight. Yeah. And then the next game happened and I was like, oh, yeah. happened again. You know, yeah. he's, uh, that rebound just went on his, on his stick. Oh, you got, got a bit lucky there. And, you know, then it happened again and, you know, a goal here, goal there. And it just carry on happening and then you realise he's one of those guys that's got an absolute gift of reading the game yeah. and knowing where to be right place right time 
and uh, you know that fifty-five goals. Oh, it's immense. Yeah, well, well, it, it should have won us the league. Yeah, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only reason, again, this this was it, when you, it feels like a, a a criticism when you're ruling people out of this line. It's so hard to to, to rule people out. The only reason, because Pele was a name I, I thought about again today. The only reason that somebody got in ahead of him was I was trying to find reasons, reasons, reasons. Not sure he did it in all three zones, which is weird to say for an all 55 goal scorer. You could probably, as his coach, would tell me differently. You know, what was he like you know, as a defensive forward? So, or I, I don't think he was one of those guys that just cruised on the far blue line. I think he, you know, he did his fair share of backtracking and... Um, you know, I think you know that that line. It wasn't definitely wasn't a liability in terms no, of no, getting no. scored against. You know, it wasn't just an offensive line. I think it was very well balanced. I think. But you wouldn't, you, if I remember correctly, you I didn't have man there on the penalty. Again, I'm just thinking the reasons why he, I didn't put him. You penalty. wouldn't put him out on the penalty yeah, kill. Yeah, or... maybe you know he didn't have the reach of others, mm-hmm. and you tend to have guys because you you know you're, you're trying to intercept passes, yeah. playing piggy in the middle almost. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but no, I, I definitely don't think he was a he was a weak defensive player. Um, I also for a fifty five goal scorer, um, he wasn't a selfish player. No, he wasn't by any means. No, he, I mean, he wasn't. would give a pass, and you know he would mm-hmm. get open and, and get ready to receive it again. And um, like we said, you know, going going to the net. But you know, he he could play as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, he he came to us off the back of a you know championship win. He mm-hmm. was with Rapid City and. Um, yeah, it, uh, I'd love to for him to have stayed longer with us, but understand why he moved across to Belfast because he wanted to win something, and ultimately he did. So who poached him? Who 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 was the individual behind some, that? Some savvy GM was yeah. across there <laughs> and, uh, and exploited a, a situation in Cardiff and couldn't hang on to him. But uh, I don't know what happened to that guy. Though. <laughs> but no um, you know, we, we talked about before that he wasn't. He wasn't the same dominant player on that team, no. and I think that owes a lot to the coaching style of Doug Christensen, who mm-hmm. almost didn't want him scoring fifty-five. He wanted him to score twenty-five, which I, I don't get that. Yeah. But uh, and I think you know, Pals was a confidence player, and when you know, Gia told him, "Look, I want you to finish top five scorers," mm-hmm. you know, he's like, "Oh, right, I better be the guy then." And he, yeah. and he certainly and he was. was. And for, for me, it's just to be able to find so much space on an ice pad. Yes. That has no space. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when you're not a physically imposing player as well. Yeah. yeah. Normally we talk about guys finding space is when, you know, they're they're built like a DBN mm-hmm. who will, you know, make their own space and whatever. Um, you know, going back to the point about Pals being unselfish, I think his point total was 55 plus 55, yeah. 110 points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had equal number of assists. So we talk about all his goals, but he also... Yeah was involved in just as many uh, assists, which... Absolutely. I think Max might have had a career year that year, right? So yeah. that, the points were spread about on that line. That yeah. was a, a phenomenal and, line. And when, they, when they, in the, like, the three of them were in the top five scorers yeah. in the league, which Absolutely. is, you know, is yeah. some going. Especially when you've got goal scoring throughout your lineup like we did that year. We did. we did have the surprise sort of third line yeah. really with uh, McCray, McCray Michelle, Michelle and, Smith. and Sam Smith yeah. uh, and, ben, and Ben Davis alternating. Yeah. And they, you know, I think Stu McCray put up 80 odd points yeah. from a, a third line 76 assists and four, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. didn't score until Christmas but <laughs> play. what a new year what a new year <laughs> um, are we going to go through a few more yeah, right wingers here definitely, yeah. so I guess unless you've got him on the wrong wing Voth yeah, Voth is a right winger 
and only ever put right So unless you've John picked player. him on your left wing. No, I I I no, I haven't picked him. Then we, so that even you go that's a but I'd say the only mitigating circumstances I have here is was he more influential the prior decade? And I'd say, say yes. yes. And I'd say yes for the reason that he was targeted in this mm-hmm. decade. Yeah. You know, he couldn't really put a foot wrong without attracting suspension. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it meant he had to sort of change his game or, or was missing far too many games yes. with, uh, with, sus- with suspensions. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, I mean, I've made my feelings you know, quite clear on this. In terms of iconic figures for the Devils Completely. who carried us through yes. a period of barren mm-hmm. um, sort of... Uh, Baron spells um, when things weren't going well. He gave the fans something to keep coming to the rink about. Yeah. Um, so from that point of view, I think you know definitely iconic and um, definitely worthy of a, a, a jersey retirement in my eyes. Um, would he make your line of a decade? I, I don't previous know. decade, yes. Previous decade, yeah, yeah, arguably. Absolutely. Yeah. Two two thousand six, two thousand ten. Yeah. Brad Boss. No, no. Uh, but the first two years, you know, but. Uh, I, we spoke about it before. I think Frank hit the nail on the head. For me, Brad Bott's influence waned as the years went on. His importance to the club didn't in terms of, I think I said on a previous podcast, why would you go to that rink? Why, why? It wasn't in the city centre anymore. It wasn't a comfortable environment to go to. There needed to be a reason to, to go to the rink and, there, and that cash flow needed to keep the devils in existence. And, and, and Brad Bott was probably that uh reason so he is iconic um he no he wouldn't get on my um line of the decade are there honorable mentions for the right wing slot i mean i didn't do enough research a couple couple of names i've got down tyler michelle for the excitement that he brought Mm -hmm. um i mean i don't think he was a top line player no Uh, i think great as a, Mm -hmm. a third liner what a bonus he was in terms of he could contribute offensively your number one penalty killer, yeah. good hitter, mm-hmm. gritty, you know, defines him. Um, exciting to watch, you know, absolutely love watching yep. him over his, his couple of years. Um, but just just an honourable mention mm-hmm. for me. Um, Deuce. Deuce. Uh, Deuce pure goal le- scorer. Left-handed player, preferred to play on the mm-hmm. right wing. Um, it was, I, I think the tough thing for Deuce was that on all the other clubs he's played on, he was the guy mm-hmm. Um, that was given probably the lion's share of ice time. Yeah, he was expected to bring in the goals when when he was in Cardiff. He was just one of a number. Yeah, um, and you know sometimes that pure goal scorer doesn't uh, doesn't thrive in those conditions no. as much. But what I liked about him is if he was on a dry mm-hmm. uh, scoring uh, scoring spell. He'd go out there and play physical. He'd follow through on his head. I, can, I was just going to say that I think that second year in Cardiff, he really kind of reinvented himself just yeah. to get into the lineup of yeah. I'll go out, I'll back check harder yeah. than anybody. Because he was I'll... scratched a few times. Yeah, wasn't he was. He? But then he'd yeah. come back in, and even if he wasn't scoring, he'd yeah. make himself uh, known and uh, such and a do, gentleman as well. Doing something for the team, and yeah, like, just one of the such, nicest guys I've yeah, met. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and a great appointment for not a great appointment in, in, in the role. That yeah, he's in. you know, him and Tim also really turned things mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And um, yeah, for a, for a first year GM 
to recognize where you haven't got it right in mm -hmm. the summer and to act quickly and yeah you know and to make those moves and you know they're a different beast mm. than they were at the start of the season he's a good looking guy which annoys me <laughs> he wears a suit well he came down to Cardiff the other week with Nottingham he's wearing an overcoat oh the man dresses well yeah. <laughs> Guillaume Doucette Joey Martin best dressed hockey players yeah. that I've ever met one guy I think has to be dangerously close Jake Morissette uh, yeah, was he? Was he a right winger? Yeah, yeah. He was right wing. He was played he? right wing. He played left wing. He played left wing. You could put okay. him on either wing. Because on the Martin Lord line, he would have what played left wing. Uh, he played left he wing on that line, yeah. Wing, but yeah. I mean, he could play either. He could play and, and that just sums up Deuce, doesn't it? Evil. Yeah. Sorry, Deuce. That just sums up Mo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He would play wherever you wanted him to, on whatever line you wanted yeah. him to, and deliver the goods. And uh, you know, not the not the standout individual player that you would ever recognise and. You know, again, someone that's underrated because mm. you don't see him go coast to coast yeah. and all that. I mean, okay, yeah, he had that penalty shot in his locker, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Which was, you know, very, very handy to have. Um, but every line that he played on played better. Well, that's it for me. I, I think he's a devil's legend. He's a devil's hero. For this particular category of podcast, what Franny just said there, we always heard from Andrew Lord. He made every line better he was on. So he was moved across the lineup. Yeah. So he, you know... He put up points in his own right, and he was a good goal scorer, but maybe um, he didn't have that prolonged period as a higher echelon player, always playing you know, the, the, the top three, top six minutes. You put him on a line to, to, to make a line work. So he's a legend. He probably just, in this category, maybe falls a bit short. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and then the last guy that I've got written down, which I think for this guy, it might have been a place of... Uh, a case of right place, wrong time mm. was Chris Blight. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to let you and uh, Gaz discuss this one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when you look at his resume and you look at sort of previous um, highlight reels and all stuff, you would expect this guy to come in and tear apart yeah. our league. Um, and he didn't, he, I, I felt he didn't quite get out of the shadow of Faulkner. No, absolutely. Um, and, you know, you'd want him to impose more on the league and, you know, um, win games in his mm -hmm. own. And I don't think he did that. If, you know, with the tools he's got, if he was put in a better spot, because you've mm -hmm. got to remember that the time that he was brought in, it wasn't, a, no. it wasn't the best conditions. If you put him into the setup today, mm. I mean, he came to visit the other month, I think. He did? Yeah. And, you know, he was looking around and, you know, he said about five or six times, I wish I had this in mm -hmm. my time, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of the, the arena, the ownership. He could see how well the guys were treated. He's heard how well they're treated. Uh, and I think he was a guy that needed that kind of, um, needed all the conditions to be right to get the best out of him. I don't think we ever got anywhere near the best out of him. I think he was a hugely talented hockey player. I knew him a little bit off the ice, and he, he you know, he, he coached the ball hockey team and that, and he was he was great to us. For me, he was too much of an up and down player. When he was good, he was good. When he was down, I, I didn't, I, I didn't think, I didn't think there was a level of consistency there with 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 Chris. Um, I remember a coast to coast goal he scored in a playoff semi final against Nottingham. Um, was amazing. He had all the hockey talent in the world, um, and I say off the ice uh, had a lot of time for him. On the ice, I was always frustrated, very frustrated with his level of consistency. And if he's listening, I apologise because I know very little about ice hockey compared to him. I'll just say Chris Brown was not on my special mentions list. Oh, okay. So we're going to the centres. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, I'll start off and, okay. and finish off. Yeah. Joey Martin. Yeah. 
You okay. can't you can't so, call someone the greatest of all time and not put him on there. Joey Martin Chan? Yes. Joey Martin Firehouse. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I mention and I'm sure yeah, um Matska was my second choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. rest in peace. My third choice was actually Stephen Dixon. I love Stephen okay. Dixon. Yeah. I think he's I think he's the Ryan O'Reilly of the Elite League. I think he can score, he can hit, he he plays rugged. Um, so those were my three centers. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Matska again in any era you mm-hmm. put him on you know, he was that, you talk, every time you mention Matsuka as a player, you say two-way, because mm-hmm. he was, you yeah. know, he had that good engine, good vision, um, you know, John Pelly doesn't score 55 goals, so mm-hmm. that's Scott Matsuka. Yeah. You know, simple as yeah. that. Uh, as good in his own end as he was in the other end. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think, if we had a, a Matsuka on our team for the last five years, he would have fitted in absolutely fantastically, yeah. because, you know, he is... I think he would be an Andrew Lord player. Oh, definitely. Definitely. As good as he was first year, and he was phenomenal with Pat, and I think I said this on a previous podcast, and I mean this was the greatest respect in the world. Those last two months of the second season when we got to the playoff final and probably could have won the playoff final, where he was playing with a young Adam Harding and Scott Scott Dobbin and made that line. And credit to Harding because he was a young guy and and played well, and, and Scott Dobbin knew his role. But Matska made that line yeah. very, very it, good. It was all of a sudden, it was competitive. Yeah. It got yeah. us to a playoff final. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it takes a special player to do that. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think we spoiled for choice in terms of special mentions at, at centre. I've got written down here Faulkner, mm-hmm. McRae, yep, Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, pick yeah. the bones out of those three to start. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Falk's on a on a, a team that was um you know so far behind the others budget wise mm-hmm. you know for him to lead the league in goals uh you know he was going great guns wasn't yeah, he, until he, was. he got that bad knee injury against belfast mm-hmm. um also what you, you know when you, you're talking about faulkner is the character himself um you know one of the, yeah, the yeah. best guys yeah. to have on a team as, as a leader i mean his leadership qualities are, are off the charts. Uh, I said it before, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up as mm-hmm. the, the next Prime Minister of Canada. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm an absolutely amazing guy. Um, could get a goal out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I mean, he, wouldn't he be useful on, on the Devils team over the last five years? Yeah. Absolutely. But again, in equally, in bad conditions, mm-hmm. he still delivered. Yeah. And, yeah. From what we understand, him and Lord were a big part of keeping sort of everything together. Yeah, that season. In, in, yeah. Uh, yeah, in difficult circumstances, which yeah, you could see the respect between the two of them last time Fultz was down, and he did the, yeah. the man of the match and, and stuff at the end. Mm. And anyone Absolutely. who played with him just seemed delighted yeah. to see him. Yeah, and thoroughly interesting guy. If you're talking to him about things that aren't hockey, he's just thoroughly interesting. And and McRae's a great McRae and Meyer's a great chat. They were two that I had on my my list. McRae, I think, was hugely skillful. Uh, loved him playing on his backhand side. I thought he's such a strong backhand um, um, player, playmaker, heads up. Um, and and Myers, um, it's just a bull face-off winner. But you know, far more than that goes. I, I love the fact he's back now playing power play yeah, time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you almost think that in his advancing years of his career, you know, he he did uh, take ownership of that fourth line mm-hmm. role. But then he's also gone beyond that, yeah. and back on the power play and being yeah. effective. And his, you know, I think his points total this yeah. year is 
already as good as, as it has been for the last few years. And I think you've got to look at how well Batch and Duggan are around him as well. I yeah. think that's a big part down to him. Hugely. I think they must have just been absorbing everything they can. I, I think so. And, you know, we know all about his penalty killing skills. And again, you can't uh, hide the fact he wins trophies. I like guys that win trophies. You, yeah. you like those serial that, that winners. That trophy record is... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Surely the Challenge Cup has to be named the Matthew Myers <laughs> Trophy when he retires. Yes. Surely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dixon was, uh, you, you mentioned yeah. him. I, again, I, I think I, I said it early on in one of our um, pre-games in the mm-hmm. bar, um, out of all the new guys, yeah. you know, who, who would be your first guy to yeah. be signed back? And at the time, Lingley was, you know, lighting it up. And, yeah. that night, and my pick was Stephen Dixon. Dixon. Because I don't think you find players like him anymore. No, I don't think he's, he's old school. He is proper, proper old school. Yeah. Uh, we saw that in the um, the Belfast mm-hmm. quarterfinal, yeah. where he puts the massive hit on Farnham and he gets Farnham off his game. Yeah. And you know, just when Farnham's absolutely rattled that mm-hmm. Dixon won't take the fight, he goes and nails Swindlehurst. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he just loses yeah. his mind, and I think that's when Lou ends up fighting him. Yeah. But, um, fighting Pellick, sorry. Um, but you know, it was he. He basically put us on mm-hmm. on his back that game, didn't he? He, he did. said, "Follow me, guys." And uh, yeah. I love that about him. Yeah, uh, it's it's mad when you look at his stats. They're not they don't jump off the page no, at all. You know, even this year where he seems to have scored every yeah. game for the last god knows how long. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not massive, massive. In, in that slot area, when he's got a battle yeah. for net position, the number of tips and goals he scores yeah. but, when he's just created some separation and then and the fact is he's there yeah. because he'll go to those you know they, yeah. they say the dirty areas. Um, you know he, he gets there, um, and he, you know, he's not afraid to go in anywhere. Yeah, old school as they come yeah. in terms of the way he looks with his big beard, yeah. hockey hair, and yeah. and all that. But the way he plays as well, yeah. finishes every hit he like does. it's, uh, you know, like it's his job, and yeah. uh, and like you say, absolutely deadly in front of them. And again, a nice. Guy. A lot of these guys we're talking about. One of the big things about them, they got good personalities as well. Yeah. And uh, I think you know, being in the company of Stephen Dixon a couple of times, he's a he's a thoroughly nice guy. Any other honourables? No, I only had the three. Uh, Big game lane honourable. Oh, Big game God, lane, yeah, of course. course. Jeez, yeah, very, very much underappreciated. I felt. Case in point, yeah. There's not a finer guy at with hand-eye coordination no. in terms of tip-ins and you know in front of the net. Yeah. Um, we got him in his his latter years, mm-hmm. uh, and I think people were always writing him off due to his age. Yeah. Uh, was there a better guy from January no. to the end of the season? Not down the stretch. No. I don't think so. No. no, and you talk about Stephen Dixon in front of net. Oh, Lane Helmer in front absolutely. of net was just yeah. So like, again, it was one of those things that the first few times it happened, you're like, oh, that's it. Yeah. That's hit his stick on the yeah. way. On the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, and then again, oh, it's, it's hit his stick again. Yeah, and, and then you're like, no, hang on. <laughs> This is happening for a reason. Remember uh, Craig Moore when he was had his injury. Yes, he was up on the gantry in that huge mm-hmm. Challenge Cup comeback against the Steelers, yeah. and almost scored a tip in at the beginning of the second. I think, so, I think yes. it was, and as it went in, Craig Moore turned to me and he said, "The last thing I heard before I left the dressing room, almost shouted to Pope." So yeah, you're just going to hit one into me, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he knew he could do it. He <laughs> knew like, he could do it. As simple as yeah. you like. He's got a Challenge Cup final winning goal as well. Um, he, he was the definition of a big game player. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, a huge honourable mention to him. Yeah. Big game lane for a reason. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then two guys from earlier on in the decade, 
uh, Ryan Finity. Yeah. Jay, yep. Jay LaTulip. Finity, LaTulip didn't make my list. Oh, he was, a, he was a great character. Finity made my list only because I can give the Rick Brabant reference. They're similar type players. <laughs> uh, but no, Finity, I, we, I've discussed before, so I won't go into it again. Yeah. Um, not always loved by Devils fans, but I loved him in a Devils shirt. Shout out to Jay LaTulip, who followed us this week. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, he, now he, he went a bit active this week. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah, resurgence on Twitter. Um, one thing I will say about uh, Jay is, so I was playing when, when he was he, playing he, as well. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, um, whether it was G or Ed or whatever, would bump me through the lines and yeah. I get to play with different players rather than just on mm-hmm. the sort of third line. And I never realised how good a player Latulip was until I played with him. Mm-hmm. That I'd be out there and he would just say, right, right I want you to skate over there. And from the face-off, the puck would go there. Like yeah. he, like I think he was very, very underrated. That's usually, yeah. I loved his compete level. Yeah, I loved his, you know, that he would do those things to get under the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that uh, whenever we needed somebody to step up, that he did that. Um, and that line with uh, Phil Hill and Bob, yeah. you know, won us a lot of games. Yep. And, you know, he was a big part of that. He was. He was um, a good character. And he, yeah. but, he, but he had very good... Ha- you're right. For, for, you don't remember he had very, very good hands. You know, he, could, he could make a Very play. good hands. Very good hockey sense as well. Yeah. A very underrated player. Um, and thanks for following us. Thanks for following us. I miss us. you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've gone through all the measures. We haven't really talked about Marty. No, <laughs> no, because I guess will it's just be, an obvious, yeah. But, you know, without doubt, the centre on yeah. this line at the end of it. Um, but again, I don't think he's flash. I don't think you look at Joey Martin and say he's flash. No, he I just think, does everything. Well, he just, I think he does everything very, very well. I think, I think he, he's he's getting better and better in terms of his like one-on-one skills. I mean, but I think his hockey IQ is such that he's he's a few steps ahead of people. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's, uh, you know, making these grandstand moves all the time. I, I don't know. I do, I do think he sets the... I mean, my dad was saying on the weekend about us missing Joey Martin because yeah. he sets the tempo. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. he does that. I mean, he does pull some moves and he's got that composure. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's... Um, if you think he's got nowhere to go, he'll do something that will get him mm-hmm. out of the hole and create something. So I do think... Um, I think he's added more and more of that to his game as he's gone on because before he was just, like, ridiculously consistent yeah. and good... And I think he's added a bit more of that one-on-one skill. And that was Lordo, I know, was pushing him to do more of that. Yeah. You know, instead of just playing, not just playing, but instead yeah. of just playing the, uh, um, you know, the percentage game and doing that exceptionally well, mm-hmm. he's challenged him to, you know, take people on one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he does that very effectively. He's got that kind of little stop-go on him, hasn't he's he? has got a stop-go move, and he's got a great release. Yeah. He's got a fantastic wrist shot. When and, you know, in his early, his early couple of years, he was more of a playmaker, I would say, than a goal scorer. Mm. And then when we didn't have the scoring, then he would step up with the yeah. scoring, and then he, you know, he was putting up 30 goals consistently. Absolutely. He's too... But, I, yeah, I just love his awareness, and, and he knows where his line mates are. He's such a heads-up hockey player. Uh, it's such a humble guy as well with it. He's a very humble um, guy. So, uh, and he also, I mean, for, for a guy that's the the most skilled in the league, mm-hmm. and you know the uh, you know the top player in the league, he, he's not afraid to get stuck in. And no? you know, some sometimes I always hear about, oh, I think our team should jump in more. Somebody's hit Joey, and I, he's happy for guys to hit mm-hmm. him if that means that he can then yeah. make a dish pass to somebody else and put them in and. Yeah. And drag the the D man, you know, he's, he 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 can stand up against that, you know. He 
there's been occasions where he's jumped in um, into yeah, fights he has. and you don't want him to do that at no. all. <laughs> but, you know, he's a total team player. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I say, the only thing, when he's nominated for a penalty shot, I just think you're going five hole and it's not working, Joey. It's the only <laughs> thing that Joey, it's the only thing that Joey can't do. Take him out of the rotation for a penalty shot. But, uh, no, he, he um, uh, probably along with Steve Moria, uh, in terms of longevity, and you know, I always joke about Raban, but for me, when Franny said he's the greatest of all time, I would agree, and I think he probably just edges out Moria in terms of greatest devil of all time. Has such a big accolade as well. Mm -hmm. Well, it is. It's well deserved, and I think he also embodies the the devil in terms of his personality. Again, you know, a world class guy, a world class mm -hmm. person, um, and you know, somebody that uh, shows up every single shift that he plays for the club. Agreed. So we're down to the left wing. Have we locked it? Did we lock in a right winger? Or we we haven't locked left? in a right winger. Okay. Right wing is still up for a bit of debate, I think. Okay. Um, but we've definitely locked in Martin at centre. Yeah. Because you can't call him the greatest of all time. And then put him in the yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just wouldn't let it. And my name's on the podcast. Your name's on the podcast. <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> my left winger. Yeah. I'll start this one on this rotation is Joey Haddad. Seconded. Okay. Tell us a bit about Joey Haddad. We've, we've picked basically the we've same picked, side, picked, haven't I we? I think we have picked the same. It was only that Richardson won that was a bit... We've together. We have. <laughs> uh, for me, Haddad, I love the fact he's using his shot more this year because I think he's got one of the best releases and pack. But puck protection, um, playing on there's his no edges. There's no down low puck protection, playing on his edges. There's, there's, there's no one better. Um... You know, wins trophies, scores big goals, um, does a lot of stuff in his own zone. Um, you know, maybe when you talk about the core of the team that, that we've had since the new ownership, he, he, again, might not be the most flashy guy you, you think about, but I just love the way he plays. I love everything he does. I also think he's matured as a hockey player hugely. I think when you talk about puck retention, there were times, I thought, in the first couple of years where, and again, I'm talking as a layman when it comes to hockey, but maybe he overplayed, or I think now he makes better hockey decisions with it. Um, but you just know, for me, Joey Haddad's going to get you zone time. Um, you, you just can't, you can't stop him getting on the cycle and getting you zone time, and I, I really love that about him. There's one moment that sticks out about Joey Haddad and his puck protection, because he is undoubtedly the best I've ever seen at, at retaining the puck. Um, it was the year that we won the playoffs, mm -hmm. the first time in 19... Yep. And it was, yeah, I think Sheffield got a goal to go to yeah, back in the yeah, game. Great shout, this yeah, great This is exactly and the one I Yeah, yeah and there was that shift where I knew we were going to win it. And it's when Joey Dad took the puck in the corner and you just couldn't get it off him. No. And he held that puck for what it seems like a lifetime. I mean, it was probably 20 seconds, yeah. which is ri ridiculous. Mm -hmm. For one guy to have the puck 20 seconds and it was killing away the clock and you could just feel it getting sucked out of Sheffield to say, we can't get back in this game. No. Honestly, the, the people around me, because I, I always have a seat in the stands, got annoyed at me after that shift because I said, we're fine. Yeah. And you had the whole, ah, oh, you're no, going to jinx did. it, you're going to no, jinx it. No, you're right. And I, John, you know me. Yeah, I'm I do. I'm never, yeah. ever no. that sure. No. But that weekend, I was sure going into it. But when they scored, you always have that little moment of like, yeah. oh, remember what happened last year? Yeah. They got a bit of momentum, but Brian, I'm so glad you brought that up because no. that shift was... Yeah. But I, I just talk about his release again and his shot because on the power play now, when McMonagall gives him the puck for that one-timer, if he hits the net, I expect a goal. 
I expect a goal. The, 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 I, more often than not, the reason he's not getting the goal is, is maybe it's high and, and wide well, a little bit. Well, There's not many netminders making saves on him I mean, at the what, moment. What's happening now is that people are, are cheating a guy on him, which means if it's on the power play, it's, it's leaving a, yeah. you know, a corridor somewhere else. Yeah. Exactly. And the only other moment that really sticks out is that third period in Belfast when we're 3-0 down. Yeah. We win 4-3, and I thought he was the catalyst for that entire yeah. period. Him um, was with Asselin well, at this, the time. Well, this was, this was in because I felt I'd have to justify this one, but I'm glad you, you, you picked Joey as, as, as well. Again, that first league title was huge, 20 years. The best line down the stretch in the entire league was Alma, Asselin, her dad. It was. And yeah. that was a massive, massive part of us winning that first title. Yeah. Uh, Aslin, I felt, really came into his, his own in that stretch. Yeah. Um, you know, he maybe took a little bit of while to get going, um, but then you could see why the guy had won yeah. you know, three out of four year championships. Uh, and in that Belfast weekend, mm-hmm. I thought that was his best weekend for the club. Yeah. But uh, yeah, her dad was, was huge on that line as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just had that feeling that I could feel his metaphorical grip. Yeah on that third period yeah. that he was going to drag us oh, totally. forward with that line yeah. and um, you know we all talk about that fourth goal as well which yeah well a forgotten night in Rockies yeah <laughs> rest in peace <laughs> rest in peace yeah no I, I Joey Haddad I think is uh, okay. a great shout uh, so you two gone Haddad I'm going to throw another name in the mix not that I disagree on no, Haddad no, no. but I'm yeah. going to throw up uh, in the interest of debate Max Beerbrecht he was on my list. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was five, on my list. Five years in this decade, I think. Yeah. Yeah, five years in this decade. Um, again, I mean, he always played the top line, mm-hmm. and guys that he played with had career years. Whether yeah. it was Mark Smith the first time round, I know yeah. that wasn't in this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Matska, then Stu McRae steps up from a third line role to a first <laughs> yeah. line role. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at Max in terms of what he could do. Open ice hitting, unbelievable. <laughs> Arguably, nobody better yeah. at open ice hitting than than Max. No, nope. um, those one-on-one moves yep. out of nowhere. Uh, you know, he was a power forward plus, wasn't he? Oh, he was because, silky. Because he was a pa- he had yeah. the smoothness. He could score goals. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, no, loved it. He he was yeah, and and he was one of those players similar to what I said about Hotham earlier. And we didn't have a lot of depth maybe in the time that that Max was playing. So he was a player when you thought, right, Max is going to be out the next shift. Something might happen. Yeah. You know, if, if we were chasing a game or, or something, okay. So the line rotations going through. Max is going to be out. Something might happen. He was he was uh, a game breaker in, in, in a different sense because we weren't winning titles and what have you. But if to, to, to stay credible and to keep yeah. up with the likes of Sheffield you, you and Belfast. We're overachieving through all yeah. the years Max is there and he's a big part of it. He's a first line oh, player at the whole time. There, yeah. there wasn't a, any point where yeah. he wasn't on that first line. He wants to come on the podcast, by the way, and I say this for you on the list, and, and Max is a teller well, of great stories, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he, I spoke to him this week, so he's, oh, he's very oh. keen to come and do the podcast. Wow. And just, just as a little, uh, a little tangent here, uh, I mentioned about like stories. And yeah. I, I think somebody mentioned about people getting taken over the board. Yeah. And I said you got to hear the Ivan Matulak story, and then he told it the other day on oh, Hockey the, Circles yes. with Mike McWilliam. William. Yeah. Uh, so there's another hockey podcast. Uh, yeah. For any listeners to to check mm-hmm. out. So Mike McWilliam interviewed uh, Ivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great, great yeah, interview. Yeah, it was. Um, and he tells the whole story about the you know getting smuggled yeah. out of the country. 
by, I mean, it was the Oilers organization that, that instigated it, but it certainly wasn't any Oilers personnel no. that was smuggling them out. It no, was, he didn't have Messier and Gretzky. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no. what happened to Tony Hanna and the WHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's well worth a listen yeah, it uh, is. on uh, Hockey Circles podcast. Absolutely. For, for who, my... who also follow us, uh, Mike McWilliam follows, uh, he does. follows this pod. Oh, that's uh, big match. Yeah, 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 get back on Twitter, I've been off it lately. Just throwing in my beer briar memory, it was, I think it was a quarter final against Sheffield. It was a first leg mm. in the tent, and beer briar scored a hat trick and set up Mr. Neil Francis yeah. for, the, for the fourth. Yeah. Zamboni um, end? It, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was on TV the other day in the middle of the <laughs> Oh, was that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just got on record if you just. <laughs> but it, I just thought he was unplayable. It, there's a Absolutely lot of winning ways to be. The, the, the playoff final against Belfast when we lost on penalty oh. shots, when we went 2 0 down, I thought he dragged the team back mm. into it. He scored two goals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know why I was on the ice with Max at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long shift. Know, yeah. It's a great goal. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good goal. No, it was a great yeah, goal. Yeah, and, but it was put on a tee by Max. Uh, but, good uh, Sally as well. Yeah, yeah. Play right, but the camera wasn't on. <laughs> I went right in, down the throat of the camera. Really? And I was, and I was saying, I can't. I was saying like, yeah, you know, what do you think about that or something like that. <laughs> and, and it would have been awesome yeah. if that camera had been on. Yeah. and I would have gone right into it. Yeah. Your own Gerard kissing the camera moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and they didn't have the they didn't have the camera on. Uh, but it's funny because that came on on the free sports game and. One of the early goals was scored by Paul Sample. Yeah. Um, he was obviously like my best friend, and uh, I, I sort of did some video and some commentary. Yeah. And said, this, this must be the best game ever. <laughs> Not only do you score, I think Sam scored a massive one time, a yeah. big slap shot, and then I got that goal after the assist from Max. Uh, best game ever in history. Best games ever in history. Yeah, be be right, definitely on my list, and um, yeah. you know. Again, just showing the depth of this mm-hmm. decade that he doesn't make it because he's right up there in the record. Who records, says he doesn't make it? We well, who says well, he doesn't yeah, make yeah. it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, not Any honourable mentions here? Uh, what are we on? Left wingers. I'm trying to think who's. who's I've played Phil Hill on mine. Yeah. Okay. Hilly's and I was a, a character role guy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Big big goals, big yeah. games as well. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely big, yeah. big goals he, uh, he he excelled in, um, in, in the big games. Um, again, someone that unfairly criticised I think everyone thought because he's six foot three he should go around killing people Mm -hmm. that wasn't his game Um, but I mean how many second lines was he on Mm -hmm. that provided secondary scoring no you're absolutely right that we needed to stay competitive Mm -hmm. Um, and you know he just did it consistently whether it was with Voth and Finity or Voth and the Tulip yeah Um, yeah I mean he played it wasn't that heard of really for a British guy to play consistently on the top two lines no, and you know, he did it for and, eight, uh, and well and Gaz is right years. he scored big goals he, he scored big goals and Ayatollah celebration absolutely well. <laughs> City absolutely Cloud of City celebration jumping into the glass uh, I throw in Benavolio because yep. um, yeah. I think um, he's played with injury this year and I, I think he's he's been in a, a bit of a slump points wise but although I think he's coming back into form now but for every season before this I think he's he's a rink rat I think he's a, can be a silky hockey player uh, he can score goals he can he can assist on goals and I similar to Ulmer he wins things the bigger the game is the better Benty is yeah and I think the defining moment in his devil's career um, was the Sheffield uh, playoff quarter final? Yeah, uh, when we were down and down. out, was yeah. it five one? Yeah, absolutely. And Benty, I think he does single handedly yeah. bounced back in that game. He did. 
You know, he yeah. was absolutely immense. And you find that with Benty, the bigger the game is, yeah. the better Benty yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah, you know, he's, I think it would be unfair to cloud him on this year because you know there's been about three different incidents mm-hmm. of injury or illness mm-hmm. um, that set him back. Um, but you know, still looking forward to watching him go in the stretch Huge. because he's a guy that you want there when you're you're right in the hunt. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so he, yeah, he would be my him, him and all. I mean, we talked about Myers's trophy haul. Um, yeah, him and Olmos across Italy in the UK. Across Italy yeah. in the UK, they're, they're phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, and again, another p- person I like when I get to speak to him. Um, yeah, always you know very engaging, always very polite. So uh, yeah, I've got a huge amount of time for Sean Benavidio. Well, we you know we just know he loves to win. He does yeah. love to win. It just, just you know, I was clear from yeah. you one from the number one celebration. From the number <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, he'd be my other honourable mention. But yeah. um, uh, honourable mention last year for Charles Longley. Yes. Um, who at times was unplayable. Yeah. Um, you know, he might have started a bit slow, um, but then you know there was times that it was just an absolute joy to watch him. I'm I'm very honest about Charles Longley, and I you know I was honest with him when I interviewed him. I think he's the most skillful player that's probably ever played for the Devils. Sometimes I think um, you know his defensive side can can slacken off, which is why maybe he didn't make my my lineup. But watching him on the park is has been a joy. I think he's the most skilled player that's probably in thirty years has ever played for the Devils. Yeah, that, that playoff semi final. Yeah, against Nottingham, he just. You could play that game with his slippers on. Yeah, yeah. That's how in control of it he was. Yeah. And you know, you don't do that unless you have special qualities. And I still don't know why he was shooting on a backhand from no. the goal line. Yeah. But I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. <laughs> I'm glad he did. All right, so what, what, what's your line, guys? Let's, let's throw this open. Let's get to the serious stuff. What's the debate? So what's your five? I thought you had it locked in. I, uh, I thought I did, but the, when we were talking about the right wingers... Okay. I'm All right, so I'll put it on the table. Me. I'm going Bounds, I'm going Hotham, I'm going Richardson, I'm going Haddad, Martin, Lord. That's my line of the decade. That, that was my five that I had written down before we started. So which ones are you questioning? Are you questioning? Lord is the only one I'm, I'm wavering on. What, and the possible option is? Oh, there's a few. Two. Pelle? Pelly's definitely up there as a as a choice. Um, league titles, guys. League titles. <laughs> well, then Morissette might have a shout as well. Morissette absolutely should have a shout. I'm happy with Barons, Richardson, Hotham. Franny, have you got any yeah. any pushback on on those no, three? No, I'm happy with that. You know, like I said, you know, Craig Weller, mm-hmm. amazing player. But if, if you had to compare him to what he did for the club over the decade compared to Hotham and Richardson, then it's Hotham and Richardson okay. every day. Um, Fournier, I can't believe. I can't believe can't he's believe not in there. He's not in there. No. And that just... I want to apologise to him. That is the biggest pat on the back for Hotham and Richardson yeah. is to say you're in ahead of Fournier. Yeah, absolutely. We're locking in Martin. We're locking in Martin. So he's it's the it, greatest of all time. So it's left wing and right wing. So my right wing is Andrew Law. Franny, you're going with Pelly? Um, oh, this is an awkward spot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't think Andrew Law is a podcast guy. I don't think he's a podcast guy. <laughs> I don't think he's a podcast guy. No. He's, he's far too busy doing yes. like, proper work yeah. and 
listening to, to podcasts. So I could get away with not putting it in. <laughs> um, in the oh god, in the interest of the balance that Lordo he could score. Yeah. He could get that physical start. He that play that physical game. You know, dig the puck out the corners for yeah. the likes of Joey Martin and Mo. I'm more than happy with Lord. And if you're talking the line of the decade, you know, arguably nobody has contributed more no. to Cardiff's success than Andrew Lord. So possibly you, I would give you because you started this yeah. whole thing. So yeah, give yourself well, a pat on the back. Uh, very, very, very kind. Hey, you're my bench coach. If you're <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but yeah, and Andrew Lord. Yeah, I think. That's, yeah, uh, anyone who beats the wheels off Kevin Noble's got to be. Yeah. 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 If you if you were looking for a tiebreaker. Uh, criteria it yeah. would be beating the wheels off Noble <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and the celebrations and yeah. the celebration and oh. that goal out of the box in Coventry and the yeah. goal out of the box in Coventry and, and, and the goal in Sheffield and the, the goal in Sheffield Challenge Cup absolutely sold. we are sold and the goal in his very last game and the goal in his very last game our mm-hmm. first ever celebrations with a Challenge Cup in Sheffield which made montages for yeah. years yeah. Yeah. I know. Are we? You, you guys, you know where I stand. Are you, are you locking you, him in? Andrew Lord, I'm Andrew yeah. Lord. Andrew so Lord. So Barnes, Richardson, Hotham, Lord, Martin, and I guess the the straight shoot is between Bea and the dad. Or you could bring Morissette into that. Or you could bring, oh, bring Morissette. You, you could play the left wing on that line, didn't he? Well, I mean, Lord if you, Martin, I Morissette, the line. For that, a, I, a that, that's a fair shout, actually. You could just for being the most successful captain in Devils history, for being just that unsung guy who blocks shots and. Does everything make the lines better? But for the fact that for the first two years of the new era, he also played on our top line and our our best line. For me now, you, you're shaking me as a shootout between Haddad and Morissette. But then Max's points Hall is the only one that kind of lingers in the new era. Yeah, he, he's the only longevity wise his legacy kind of. No, I'm sticking with Haddad. I'm sticking <laughs> with Haddad. But I'm going to cry about Jake Morissette because I do. Think he's a hugely underrated Devils player. Uh, I'll leave you to battle it out. I'll get, I'll get my count. I'm going to stick with the dad, but I think we need a solid second line. Yeah, that we can that we can put in. That's a cop out. This first line is the first line, right? So you know, no one wants to be second, really, do they? <laughs> yeah. But I just think, as to put a little bow on it, as a little extra yeah. for the fans who have stuck with us for. So many episodes yeah. and one one hour 40, 45 <laughs> of this one. We'll give a little extra and we'll just do a quick run through of a second line. Okay. But yeah. a dad... When you said that, that nobody wanted to be second, I was just going to jump in and make my wife joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. I'll, leave. <laughs> I'll set it up again in a minute. A dad on your first, Franny? I am really torn between her dad and my... I mean... On the basis that Max was a first line player his whole time in Cardiff, he was, and her dad has been has been first, mm-hmm. has been no, but more often than not, second, he's been down the lines a little, yeah. Um, contributes extremely well down the lineup and is always part of the special teams and yeah, you know we talked about those moments where he's uh, you know been impossible to get the puck off. It, this this I, is the tough. I mm. I would. I think, weirdly, Joey Haddad's getting better and better. I, um, I agree. Max in his prime, that the hitting. Yep. 
the playmaking, the goal scoring. Oh my God. Throwing sticks at Adam Knight. So let's look at it another way, which is a bit unfair because it's not a true best line of the decade. But if, if you've got Martin and Lord on that line, which of the three would complement them the best? Haddad, Blair Bray or Morissette? I'd love to have seen Max on that line. Hmm. I think Max on that line would have been more effective than Haddad on that line. Okay. Because Haddad didn't play on that line. No. He didn't play for a reason. Because you know, I don't think his style suited. Mm. Um, especially in those early years, he probably held the puck a bit yeah. too much. Where Max, I think, would give up the puck. I, could, I, can, I can picture him yeah. with wonderful interplay with mm-hmm. Martin and Lord. I think he would have really, really complimented yeah. his own on there. I mean, the ironic thing is, is her dad was actually brought in as a replacement for Max. Yeah. He was seen as the younger Max Beerbright. Mm-hmm. Um, this is tough. One. I don't know. Though. Yeah, the, the thing that sells me on her dad is trophy count. He's yeah. been part of that successful thing. Yeah. But then, you know, you can argue that if Max had been in the same circumstances yeah. that her dad had been in, um, you know, he would have won <laughs> yeah. plenty of trophies and been a key part of it. Absolutely. It, it, it's a hard one to separate. Um, and, and I'd throw Morissette back into that mix. Those, those, <laughs> those three could all play on that left wing. I think now Haddad's using his shot more. He could be a guy uh, that Martin and, and Lord could, could you know feed. Um, Morissette obviously was on that line, and we know how great it was. And I completely agree about Beerbrea, heads up hockey player playing, give and, give and go with, with Martin. Um, I don't know how you separate those three. I'm going to stick with her dad simply because i got to go home at some point. But um, I am I'm very, very torn about this left wing position. So you two have the deciding votes. I'm always neutral. I'm the host. No, if, the if, you two, if you two come to a consensus, put them in. Well, what I can do, I can do what Simon Cowell does on Britain's Got Talent. And I could go for Max, which then puts it down to a casting vote on you guys. Oh, there we go. That's a nice cliffhanger to end the episode. So honourable mention to Jake. I'm going Joey Haddad. He's going Max Beer, <laughs> It's all on you, guys. Oh, dear. Do you want in a... What was it now? Oh, nine. When would Max have left? Nice. Max season, season 30, before the new Max era. left 30, in 13 14, which 13, was the, 14, yeah. the disaster. The horrible season. Yeah. So we yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't judge him on that. Yeah, so we had Max in the world record year. That was the year he came back from Kazakhstan. Yep. Um, and then he played one, two, three, four, five straight years in this decade. Mm. Yep. I am going because I think, like I mentioned, his legacy still leaks into the new mm-hmm. era and I think a world record breaker does deserve some recognition mm-hmm. on a on a team of the decade. I would I'm gonna back Franny and put Max Beerbright on. I have too. no argument with that at all. So, Podcast uh, name, yes, that no, <laughs> I, have, I have no argument with. So our final line and would be the, the big selling point on Max is he's a Panath guy. He's a Panath well. <laughs> and he wants to come on the podcast. Yeah. So your final line would be Ben Bounds, Mark Richardson, Andrew Hotham, Andrew Lord, Joey Martin, and Max Beerbrier. I think that's a hell of a line. Yeah. 
You put that up against any line. Oh, yeah. yeah. You fancy your chances. Yeah. Are we going to go... Uh, well, I, I think a quick... We could go with a quick second line here. Quick so second line. I think Netminder. Yeah. Stevie Lyle. Yep. Yeah. The only other realistic option was Phil Ozair. Yeah. It was his second spell. It didn't quite yep. work out. First spell, Phil Ozair, like Absolutely. you said, contended with bounds, but Stevie Lyle gets the, yeah. the second line, um, all-star line of the decade. Gleason Fournier has, yeah. has to be Yeah, he's agreed. I mean, it's unbelievable that he's yep. not on, on the it top is. two. Um, and then the third spot, I've, sorry, the fourth spot I've got down between Craig Weller for that mm-hmm. record-breaking season that he had and the impact he had, and Tyson Marsh for the... So that's what I, I like Marsh, is that I throw Strax back into that. Strachan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Strachan would be a nice foil for Fournier. Uh, my centre would be Matska. Uh, yeah. My yeah. left winger, because he just didn't make that, would be Joey Haddad. Yeah. Um, and my right winger, uh, who was it between? John Pell, Pat, wasn't it? Pell or Mo. Pell or Mo. For goal scoring, I gave it to Pell. So I, my second line would be Matska, Pell, Haddad. Uh, I would probably go Strack and Fournier and Stevie Lyle in net. That would be my second line. And I apologise to Jake Morissette because I just love the guy. I, <laughs> I, I can't believe. So third line is Jake Morissette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so Gaz, your your D Fournier's a lock. Fournier's a lock without question. Okay. Well, I, well, and Marshall Strachan. For if we're just doing it as individual players, it would be Marsh. But if we are doing it as a pairing, it would be Strachan. So it depends no, how you no do Craig it. Weller, even though we still talk about it as the Weller year. Yeah. The Weller year. The Weller year. I know. That's so much of a legacy left. The world record breaking <laughs> Cardiff Devils, 22 wins in a row, is known as the Weller year. It is. And so it we, had but that's, Pell that's, scoring 55 goals. It had Matt scoring it. So that's his Matt comfort. He gets a year named after him. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't make this line, but he gets a year. Some people get podcasts, some people get years. Yeah. Some people get fired. Uh, <laughs> complete the house. So, so you went with Strachan, yeah? I went with Strachan with because of the impact with? on that season. Like I said, between Marsh and Strachan, depending on how you did it. If it was individual players, I'd put Marshy in there. What, on talent? Or? On talent. On okay. just overall sort of influence on the club over the decade. Because talent-wise, you're saying that I probably would go Weller. Because I think yeah. he, could do, he could play both ways. Yeah, Strachan's impact was was the deciding factor for me. Wow, you're a playoff and league winner. Mm. Uh, I'll let you two guys battle it out. Or if we just got three different answers, you've gone Marsh, I've gone Strachan, you've gone Weller. So yeah. that's a hard well, one to I, separate. Well, I was between Strachan and Marsh. Okay. Yeah, okay, so make your decision. Strachan. Okay. And you've gone Strachan. So there it is, two okay. to one. So Fournier Strachan. Democracy, <laughs> democracy wins. <laughs> <laughs> Fournier Strachan. Fee will be really happy with that too. That's, yeah. Uh, that Strax gets. Big Strax fan. Okay. Huge Strax fan. Uh, so we got Matska. Yeah. Haddad. Yeah. Pelle. I'm happy with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Second, I think that's a pretty great yeah. second line. Just goes to show the last ten years spoiled for choice. Yeah. <laughs> Two lines that I'd put up against anyone. Yeah. Some good recruitment been going and, on. And if there's any injuries, 
Jake Morissette. <laughs> in any position. In any, any, any position. Any of the six positions, <laughs> yeah. including goalie. Including goalie. Block probably as many shots as Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we, haven't yeah. even, we haven't even talked about the shot blocking from Mo. We no. could probably squeeze him in. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah. So, so that's what we have is Mo yeah. is our spare across yeah. every position. Yeah. Goalie. Yeah. Defenseman. Yeah. Three positions. He's played the centre. He's played right wing. He's played left. Zamboni driver. Whatever. He yeah. could do everything fantastically. So, uh, yeah, he would be the next guy. We're going to get some stick for not putting the most successful Devils captain in history <laughs> in neither <laughs> line of the decade, aren't we? Well, can we have it like in football? They have a club captain, don't they? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there we go. The decade, yeah. the decade captain. The decade captain is Jake yeah. Morrissey. Completely yeah. agree. Absolutely. As I said, my bench coach is Franny. No question. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely agree. Here we are. Are we happy? I'm very happy. I think that was a lot of fun. Good. Franny, are you happy? Um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Good. <laughs> I, I hope, that's, I hope that's, we haven't made some good friends of ours unhappy by no. by not putting them in. But no. um, I think we pumped yeah. everyone's tires. I think yeah. so. And this, I think this would be a good one, hopefully, for some listener feedback because yeah, I, yeah. I did see a couple of people have put on there already when you yeah. threw it out, guys. But having listened to this, if you have, be really interested to to, to know where you, where where you agree and where you disagree. Yes, we very much would like that, and we promise we're going to get our litany of guests yeah. up. Max is in. Max is in. Stoney's in. Hendo's in. Well, Hendo is have a baby imminently soon. having a baby. And but he yeah. isn't. But. <laughs> no. no. He's talented, yeah. but not that talented. <laughs> yeah. but, he, but he did have a big part to play. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a good shift. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll try and work out the technology for Ian Cooper as well. Yes. So there's a, a few people so who I are kind of saying they'll come uh, And Matthew Myers, I think we talked about. Uh, a yeah, testimony yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah, maybe... Runs double header of Belfast. Mm-hmm. Todd Kelman, really interested. He's yep. local. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I think I'll probably just end up. He doesn't say a lot, though, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. We have to rethink that yeah. one. Thank you very much for listening. We are at BTB Franny on Twitter, and all of our back catalogue of episodes are available. Wherever you get your podcasts on all the good clients and some pretty bad ones as well. So it's up to you how you find us. Uh, but I've been Gareth Hewish and very much uh, happy to be joined as always by Mr. John Donovan. Uh, thanks both for any and Gareth. It's been a thoroughly enjoyable session. Uh, Mr. Neil Francis. Thanks again for having us, Gareth, in, in the studio. Cheers, <laughs> JD. Well, thank you for any. And yes, we'll be back in the next few weeks, maybe with a guest, maybe with a different topic. We'll see, um, because if you've learned anything from this episode is that we do things pretty much on the fly. So (laughs) enjoy that. Thank you for listening. And would any episode be complete without a little bit of Brass Bonanza?